Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not so classic games of the 8 and 16 bit era. I am Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Kirby Superstar on Super Nintendo Part 2. Welcome back, Cartridge Commandos, to part two of Kirby's Superstar. Last week we talked about the items, the copy abilities, and all that fun stuff. Got into a little bit of our history, but this week we're going to start out with some general chat. And I'd like to start by saying, man, is there a lot more to this game than I ever would have imagined. Yeah, same here, man. Um, I don't know, it really adds a lot to the Kirby formula. In a way, I, I would have thought I'm like, I didn't think you could or would. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not only do you have the, quote, eight games in one, which, you know, you could kind of argue with it being one game split in eight parts. Right, right. But, I mean, that whole new multi-move mechanic for every copy ability is just mind-bending sometimes. Yeah, um, you know, I played around with it a lot more since I had an extra week and mm-hmm. a chunk of the game. And uh, it, really, it really came through to me where I'm like, this is proto smash brothers like you know uh i was gonna get into that as well here in just a moment <laughs> i found that your move sets are very smash brothers-esque yeah yeah it, i mean and not in a bad way or anything like it gives you i don't know it's like what would it feel like if you were playing a an adventure smash brother you know what i mean like with the and it makes total sense i mean we do have the father of smash brothers making this game yeah yeah so obviously he knew what he liked about this kind of control style yeah so we briefly talked about the graphics in the beginning. Uh, we talked about the fact that the backgrounds are CGI, pre-rendered. Yeah. But I think this is your best case scenario for that. Yeah, I think um, they look really good. And the color palette that you see in Kirby, I think, looks better mm-hmm. with that, you know, as opposed to like darker stuff generally in other games. Well, and it's not like they're going for a photorealistic kind of background. Right, right. You know, or even a photorealistic representation of a clay background or some other thing. So yeah. I think it just looks a lot cleaner and a lot nicer in this game than, say, Donkey Kong. Yep, yep. Music-wise, of course, you know, Kirby's got great music, and this takes full advantage of that Super Nintendo this, uh, sample system. I really like the soundtrack to this game because, first of all, I mean, it's, like, it's so sugary. Like, it, in a way, like, the backgrounds and the music feel like, I'm like, this is cake music. Like, this is the music it would play if you're jumping on a giant cake or something. Mm-hmm. Like, but this soundtrack is a whopping 60 songs, man. Wow. There's a lot like where I was like, holy crap. Like when I was looking through the sound, like it doesn't repeat it. It does sometimes, but right. not that much. Like there's a lot of original great music here. Yeah. At no point was I ever uh, tired of listening to anything that was happening. Yeah, Yeah. And, you know, on the same side of the coin, the sound effects. Kirby is known for many of its classic sounds. You know, the mm-hmm. way he sucks things up when you you know, get up from real life. Those are very unique sounds. And I feel like they took those and they really plushed them for the Super Nintendo. Right, right, yeah. I mean, everything looks and sounds great, um, you know, and now you have the helper system. How do you feel about that? Well, the helper system to me, I do enjoy it in some ways. But, you know, I played this game mainly two-player, so I didn't have that backup computer version. My biggest complaint about it is that I think it makes the games a little too easy. Sometimes, you know, because they'll just kill everything you know what i mean if you have a bomb guy or something yeah. like that was one of my go-tos or i'm like he'll just keep throwing bombs at stuff and a lot of times there's so much going on i'm like i don't know 
Oh, man. <laughs> but the enemies end up dying. And I all. really want you to check out the newest one of these games. Uh, I could barely play it with my children. <laughs> it's four players. Oh, wow. Each player has a helper. Holy cow. How do you... Oh, wow, okay. You don't. If you're me and, and you're learning these moves, it's just like pure chaos. Well, that's another thing that kind of reminds me, not so much of the first Smash Brothers, but later ones where I'm like, I don't know. There's, no, there's Pokemon coming in the sides, all this stuff. Like sometimes, especially here where you have a smaller kind of screen... Mm-hmm. And it's just crammed full of stuff for a second. I'm always like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, that's when you just hit the buttons and pray. Like, don't fall. Just fly. <laughs> uh, you know, overall, though, I would say that I think it's cool that you have the helper. And I like being able to play two-player. I just wish that they would have been able to ramp up the number of enemies or something. Just because I feel yeah. like when you have that helper or a second player, you can just steamroll through so much. Yeah, and, you know... Once again, if the sprites were a little smaller, maybe yeah. you'd have a little more real estate to like take advantage of it. Or, yeah, and you the know. sprites are very large in this game, almost at the peak of what they can be to still be a playable character on the screen almost. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking Street Fighter size, but right, right. they are very large. But, I mean, they do use every bit of that large character to show off you know, what's doing, its hat, and all yeah, that craziness. They, they, the sprites all look good. and I mean, it's not an area like if when there's no helper, it's fine. It just feels a little crowded when you have, you know. Mm-hmm. One of them shooting beams and whatnot, and you're like, I, it's hard to keep track of stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then one other thing I really liked about this game that I wanted to point out was that it really pays homage well to all the Kirby's before it. Oh, sure. And, I mean, not just overtly, which we'll talk about in a moment, but I mean, just the little things like the place of your relationship with Meta Knight at this point. <laughs> right, right. And other things like that I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's... I've only played a few Kirby games, but I mean, they I think tend to do... I played their... every game before this one, though. Right, right. In, in order. Well, I mean, even the other ones, like, have throwbacks in a way. Yeah, You know definitely. what I mean, slightly, but, you know, where you see similar bosses and stuff, but mm-hmm. they always put a, a different twist, you know? There's always something a little different about them, generally. Definitely. And, uh, well, I'm itching to talk about some of these bosses and a few other things, so I think it's time we get right into our next segment. Well, this is the part of the show where we talk about a game level by level, but woo, we don't want to make this an eight-parter. Yeah, there's quote-unquote eight games, and each of them have multiple levels in them, so, you know, there's a lot going on here. There definitely is. So I think what we're going to do is kind of talk about each game mode separately. Sure. Uh, And we'll, we'll talk about, you know, our favorite things in it and perhaps some things that stood out, but we cannot break this game down really beyond that or else this would be... The Kirby podcast. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's not a lot of different, like, challenges in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, well, here's a level. You know, it's a Kirby, so it's usually not that tough to figure out or just go. There's not a lot of tricks usually, you know? Not usually, but... I mean, there are some. Don't get me wrong. This game does certainly mix things up. Now, when you start the game, you are actually right away given seven options? I think, yeah, yeah. I think right off the bat, you have seven different games to play. And there is no order that you have to go in. Yeah, you have a screen, kind of a table of contents, if you will. It's like a cork board with different like pictures for each game on there. And you can check them out and see what ones you want to play. Yeah, and I think we're going to go with the, you know, the standard order of top left to right. Sure, sure. And the very first game you would be playing in that case is Spring Breeze. This is kind of uh, the most similar. It's just like a standard Kirby thing pretty much there's not really a whole lot of you know the other ones have a little tweak or something to the rules but this is just kind of get back to it and if you didn't notice you're actually playing through the very first kirby game for game boy right right so it is just a retread of that game sure king ddd stole all the food 
Yeah, which is really cool. It's it's Get nice to be playing a more high def version of that original game. And if you recall, in that original game, you could not copy abilities. Right. Yeah. And one cool thing is that um, each of these games has its own like title screen and stuff. And yeah. You, you'll have a little. There's an in-game tutorial too, if you want, that explains everything pretty well. If you know, it's in the manual too. But if you prefer, it's here. And this one is nice and simple. It's kind of the beginner mode. It's uh, only four stages. Yeah, and I mean, um, one thing I do really like is uh, in the yeah in the very first level. There's a scene. You know, you're in the forest. It's like green greens, I mm-hmm. think. And there's a really good like background with like the sunbeams coming down. It's like this deep forest. Like I oh, really, yeah. I was like, man, I wish I wish there was more level in here. I really like it. But well, <laughs> this game, you know, we should have talked about it in the general chat more. But it has some really good backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though. It's crazy because we've derided the style of uh, Donkey Kong so much, but I didn't realize it could be used for good. I mean, a lot of the backgrounds were okay in, in Donkey Kong. It was just that there was only like five of them, and you just saw them over and over. But they yeah, really that's went, true. They really went hog wild here, man. <laughs> they did. And, uh, you know, your first boss is Wispy Woods, classic Mr. Tree with the big nose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But your second boss fight in the game. Yeah. I bet. I, w- I wondered, what did you think of it this time? I was very pleasantly surprised to see Lolo and Lala. Yeah. Which, I I mean, have, they haven't been in any of the other ones, have they? Or I think they were. But I just didn't realize it? I don't because know. Because they were in black and white. Oh. Okay. Well, either way, I was like, holy cow, I'm going to kill you now. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why are they bad guys? I don't get I it. don't know. But also, it leads me to believe, are they possibly the same species as Kirby and Meta Knight? Maybe. I mean, Meta Knight really looks like, you know what I mean? He just looks like a dark Kirby in a way, but that also in its way just looks just like a, a Lolo. Yeah. Still not looking fuzzy here either. A nice hairless Lolo, like a like. <laughs> and it was just cool to see that. That really caught me off guard when I played through it that first time. I was like, is, is that a Lolo? And my son was yeah. like, and Lala. I was like, well, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Has he played any Lolo? or? Uh, yes, it's been a long time. I had it uh, in WiiWare. And he was mm. a youngin. Okay, okay. Uh, and then, you know, you've got, of course, your Krakow, the cloud boss for your cloud level. Yep, yep. Um, and the very end of the game, as you mentioned, is King DDD. That's your standard DDD fight. He's like the opposite of you. Has yeah. a hammer, but he can also do the inhale. Yeah, and he's up. That's where you fight him in that big wrestling ring. Oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and then, you know... He's pretty simple, like he always is, and when you defeat him, uh, you know, I like, you know, again, each game has its own special ending, and this one's pretty hilarious, because Kirby gets giant-sized in a balloon form and carries the castle around, sprinkling food. All the food that was stolen. All over, yeah, all the stolen food is returned, randomly, I guess, but... Hey, everyone, no one's going hungry, though. <laughs> I'd be following him around, tossing hot dogs and pizza. Now, once you've beaten a game, and you go back to your main menu, there's nothing that changes on that graphic, or says you've beaten it. But if you do highlight it, it usually does have like your score or time that you took to beat it or whatever it was that would show that you've beaten it. Yeah. And that way you can like, you know, check your progress, make sure you've done that and know if you want to go back and do it better. And there is like, at some point, you have to unlock at least Milky Way Dreams, right? Like you can't yeah, go so there that one right is, away. is not there in the beginning. And I think you have to play all of the other ones. That's what I to do. So I mean, that's what I did. So Well, there's actually one more thing to unlock after Milky Way Dreams. No, I know. I saw... Uh, but then, you know, next up on our list of eight games in one is the Dynablade. Yeah, which the Dynablade sounds like a sweet weapon, but really it's a giant bird, robot bird kind of looking thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was the enemy in the second Kirby game, I think. Was it? Okay. 
man i don't really remember but i was chastised by my children they're like yeah it was the enemy and such and such and i was like oh okay get with it old man it's like that's a crazy looking bird (laughs) but this is a an interesting one because you know whatever dinoblade's destroying the crops i guess to feed its children right Mm -hmm. or and this and, takes place on a little island, but it has a Super Mario World style map screen. That yeah, you yeah. Around. I like that quite a lot. Now, granted, it only does have four stages. Right. <laughs> there are two hidden ones that I did not find, but oh, apparently neither did neither did I. I. I saw them when I was going back. There's a couple hidden rooms where they'll have like it's like a giant P switch basically, but it looks different because it's Kirby, and then it makes it's like a little bonus uh, level. I okay. Think it powers you up. I think it gives you some stuff. I bet. I I didn't go there. There are the stages I went through, and I think what the secret areas are are ways to get a lot of special items. Yeah, no, they're powers. I, I remember it now. There's it's like they both go to these big, it's kind of like a tower mm-hmm. with like eight powers in it that you can just get. Pick. Yeah, so that's cool. Well, uh, stage one in this area is the peanut plains. And <laughs> what I like about this level is not really the level itself, but more the boss of the level. Is that Chef, Chef Kawasaki? And this guy is a giant chef. Yeah. He throws plates at you. What's he do? He swings like a a frying pan or something? I think uh, it is, yeah. Like, usually, and again, this is another thing with the, the helpers. It's like, when you get to a boss, like, they're getting in there usually and whacking away. So I barely see, you know, like, you can really double team these guys. And then we didn't mention it in the first one because I don't remember. Uh, was there a bonus lives stage thing for the very first game? I, I don't know. I know there is here with the cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, I, I made a note of that here, so I don't remember in the first This one. cannon mechanic is a thousand times easier to grasp and do than the jumping <laughs> mechanic of yeah. previous Kirby games. Yeah, I was I was rolling in some lives here. It was nice. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, across the board, lives were not really much of a problem in this game. No, because you get the nicest, most gentle continue, like, yeah. where it's just, like, almost exactly where you died, usually, <laughs> like, awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did like the that cannon thing because it was a nice competition at the end of the stage between me and my child, Let's whoever I was playing with. Get the closest. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then uh, stage two is uh, Mallow Castle. You may be noticing that these are all food-themed right, right. levels. This is where the first of those uh, secret buttons are to reveal. You know. All right. And then your big boss of this one is Bonkers, the hammer-wielding ape. I think this is also the first level you have the wheel sequence. Like, there's a... You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to, but they'll have those... Right. When you start seeing the sloped floors and stuff where you can just zip through. You know, I'm curious. I wonder if Bonkers and Donkey Kong have ever met up. Oh, I don't know, man. That'd be dangerous. That's a... That's Two a hammer-welding giant monkeys. Clash of the Titans, man. But then uh, you beat him. You can move on to the next level, the Coco Cave. Uh, the boss of Coco Cave is Bugsy. Mm-hmm. The classic... Uh, we figured out it was a stag beetle. I think so, yeah. And uh, that's uh, where you get your one of the coolest copy abilities, if you can copy him. The suplex. Yeah. But there is, a, if you've noticed, not unlike Mario 3, when you're going between levels, sometimes an enemy will appear yeah. and move around the map. Yeah, so you can go deal with them as well. And that is the, the boss Iron Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Iron Man is, it looks like a Kirby-esque creature. It reminds me of Bomberman in a way, you know. Oh yeah, I can totally see that. Like, where I thought maybe it was a bad guy from that somehow, but I haven't. It's been a while since I played any Bomberman, so. Uh, but basically, its best feature is its pun name. Right now, another quick aside. Um, sorry if it's a little 
hissy or loud in the background. Uh, apparently, the storm of the century has swirled <laughs> around us, and uh, we are in the middle of some heavy, heavy rain. That's right. It's not a giant snake pit. It's no. rain. Uh, we would normally, you know, take a little break, wait for that to subside, but apparently uh, it's not for hours. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Just We're all going to have to deal with it. Kirby will take us through. He will. And uh, he'll take us to the very next level, Candy Mountain. Yeah, this is one. Um, this here is your second area where if you find that secret big button, there's another secret power-up area. In uh, here is the classic Mr. Frosty, the yeah. killer snowman as your big boss. And then you also fight Bonkers again. Yep. yep. And they're really just the appetizers because the main course of this level is the Poppy Brothers Sr., yeah, there's two of them, right? The mm-hmm. big guys hopping around. They can be kind of tough, but I mean, even if you don't have it when you get there, eat that bomb and, you know, like... Then you have the bomb. It's the bombs. You know, it's all about the bombs. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> now, you make it through all these levels, and then finally you unlock the path to the Dinoblade's Nest. Yeah, the final, you know, the fifth one. And there's no... Is there a level for that, or is it just you go straight to the boss fight? It is straight to the boss fight. That's what I thought, but... Yeah, a giant uh, multicolored me- mechanical-ish bird. I don't mm-hmm. know, but not too bad. Again, I'm pretty sure I just bombed the heck out of it. Like, Yeah, that's exactly what I did because <laughs> you still throwing. have those bombs. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, generally not too tough, man, um, especially if you have the helper because anytime they're about to die, you can just throw your power out and then eat another bomb so that they come back. You know, you can keep filling their life up. It's pretty pretty easy. Yeah, and if you're playing two-player, when they die, you just get another helper and they have full full health again. Yeah. And then this uh this then that's the end of the Dinoblade game, but you get a pretty sweet little ending where you see uh Kirby takes the baby birds from the Dinoblade's nest and puts them down with the uh, wispy was it wispy wood? Yeah, yeah, wispy woods. Yeah, and then so that the the apples that he has falling down are the birds are eating and it's like, "Oh, nice." Which is good since you killed their mother. Yeah, and <laughs> No, she'll be back, right? No, it does look like you've killed their mother because you've taken the birds and all yeah, this stuff. But then at the very final shot is them flying with another larger bird with them. Yeah, yeah. So either their mother's still alive or their father had come and found them. Which, um, you know, and the ending here has one of this game. I mean, I think they use it a couple times, but one of the best sunsets, man, a gorgeous sunset. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, my favorite sunset is actually, I'm going to hold that off for the very end. Okay. But this one is, is right up there. Yeah, no, that's, it looks great. And then you're done. You can move on to the next uh, sub-game, The Great Cave Offensive. And this is a bit of a departure. Yeah, this is where it really starts to, you know, step out. Yeah, because in this game, it's more of a maze or hunt for treasures. Yeah, your your levels aren't as, like, one after the other. You can wander around and in and out. There are a lot of caves in each, you know, a lot of doorways in connected caves in each of these segments, you know. Yes, and you're really um, attempting to get the most treasures and the highest value treasures because at the end of this uh, game, you are given a point total of money, not just points. Yeah, um, and mine was not very good. Mine wasn't too bad. I only I got 15 out of 60 treasures, and I had like... I had 22. It was like a million and 690 or whatever. Oh, I was right below 3 million. Two, oh, wow. two, okay. 2 million something, yeah. I did. Find, I found the Triforce, which I think is the most expensive one. But oh, good! I found it. I did find a. And, and this is something we should mention: is that the treasures in here, a lot of them are Nintendo-themed treasures. Yeah. So you can find the Triforce. I found uh, Captain Falcon's helmet. Yeah, there's like a screw attack. I think. Yeah, yeah, lots of really cool things, and there are bosses in this mode as well. 
not just the running around, but it's mainly trying to figure out how to get into different areas of the map. And it's a kind of a puzzle in that way as well. Yeah, there's a bit of a, a Metroid element because you'll see things and you're like, all right, I see that treasure chest, but I can't get there now. Maybe there's a power in the next room I can come back. Yeah, like you can get the cutter and then you know you can cut a rope that will lower a thing that makes it so you can walk through an area safely. Yeah, and, uh, and this... Um, the Great Cave Offensive features save rooms from time to time where you go into, there's a little bed, save your room, and then uh, I think a button you step on to give, drop a tomato, maximum tomato. Yeah, now this was, I think, one of the only areas uh, or mini games that I actually died a fair amount in. Oh, yeah. And, well, I mean, it, it is harder than the other ones because you're not just moving forward. Yeah. A lot yeah. of times you're trying to get to a treasure, so you're going through a dangerous area over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I was playing with my youngest, so <laughs> between the two of those things, we did uh, have to continue from those save points a few times. It was it's a it's one of my faves from this game actually. I want, it's something I would like to go back and try to get maybe not all but more of the treasures. You know, yeah, and it's definitely a mode that I wish they would add to more Kirby games in the future. It's a, I think an interesting way of using the existing move set and power set of Kirby, and then turning that into a puzzly type of game. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. So there's really not a ton of stuff to talk about in the levels. Right, right. You do fight in the first one uh, bonkers again. But more importantly, you fight what could be my favorite boss in the entire game. With the fatty whale? Fatty, fatty whale. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a pretty cool boss because it's like a, it's a big whale that kind of moves in the background. But it's whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's begin by describing this whale. You're leaving out the best parts. <laughs> it is a giant full-size whale. It's wearing a little sailor's uh, kerchief yeah, yeah, and that collar thing that Donald Duck wears. Yeah, yeah. But he also has a giant pipe in his mouth. Yep, a nice. It looks like a corncob pipe maybe. but I, Everything about this whale cracks me up to no end. It's pretty hilarious, man. Um, I had a little trouble at, uh, with him at first when I was playing him. But then, because, you know, he'll do these different attacks where, like, water rushes up. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of rocks fall down. Shoots and him like, out of his blowhole. Yeah, he just eat the rocks, turn into rock. I, I use Rocky a lot against yeah, him. Yeah, so yeah, he's a good looking boss because it's all like you know you you have several different. You have one like he's coming towards the screen. Mm-hmm. Another one he's moving sideways, but he's a big mode seven creature that looks uh, looks pretty cool as he rotates and does things. You know. Yeah, it, it really takes advantage of that mode seven in ways I I wasn't expecting to look so good. But if you defeat him, you'll move on to the uh, second part, the Crystal Caverns. The boss of this one is actually my second favorite, possibly. This is a great boss. The <laughs> computer or computer virus. Yeah, you come into a, a room which has like these menu, like windows mm-hmm. pop up like computer windows. And, you know, you have one that shows like a monster and then there's one that tells you how much life it has and then like a narration one. Yeah, and then basically you are now in a turn-based RPG combat. Yeah, it's really, it's kind of weird at first because, you know, you can't hurt them and, you know, it'll say... You know, like the first one's a slime, and it'll be like, slime attacks, and then it, it'll shoot some stars or something, and you can block them or just try and dodge it, mm-hmm. you know? And then afterwards, it'll hop down to the bottom, and it'll say, Kirby and friends attack, and that's when you that's do your, your turn. damage. You yeah. Know, go back and forth, but which this is a sequence of three bosses. You have the slime, a dancing doll, and a witch, mm-hmm. and... The doll is actually the easiest part, I thought. I, the, this first one was pretty easy, mm-hmm. I, you know, and... to because I didn't wasn't even using my block button. Right. Which if you do that, then, yeah, because I didn't think about it till spoilers, this guy will be back later in a more advanced form. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of have to, because the attacks are much harder to dodge. Yeah, and the wizard or whatever it is does like a ice spell, fire spell, and a 
a block as well. Yeah, they're pretty cool, and you beat them, then you get some hilarious level ups. Like it's like your honesty went up a point, and greediness, or these weird like. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weird funny. stats that you don't really have. Yeah, but I I agree. It's just nothing but charm here. It was hilarious. You beat them, and then you. I guess there's the old tower. That's like a tiny spot mainly for treasure. There's really nothing in there. There's the garden, which is your final and largest area. Mm. Um, you know, this one has a lot more of those areas that you really need to work your way around a map to get to the spot. Yeah, this this is the castle part is pretty vertical too, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Like you're going up a lot in this part. And then finally, our, our big boss of this entire mode is Wham Bam Rock. Yes, uh... Kind of a weird looking boss. Yeah. Where I'm like, are they going for some sort of like African? Like, that's what I think. Like a weird voodoo or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like bordering on racist. I don't know. Uh, Yes. It does feature those lips that are a little problematic in a lot of Japanese drawings. The the anime uh, casual racism, I guess. I don't know. but... But more importantly, again, I think I see the seeds. Of some Smash Brothers here. Yeah, with the, the hand. Mr. Hand. Yeah, you have a, this time it's made of rock, but... And this is the best 8 or 16-bit hand I've ever mm-hmm. seen made of m- multiple parts. Yeah, it has several attacks. You know, you have your standard smash down at you, yeah. but there's funny, like, flick you across or point at you. And... and, man, they really, really got the sprites of, you know, each segment of the hand is a rock, which is pretty easy, but they're animated so well in yeah. conjunction with each other that it really looks so fluid and good when it's flicking or like wrapping its hand, its uh, fingers back around and make a fist and well, things. And the, the rocks look like non-standard. Like it doesn't look like it's the same rock 10 times. Yeah. So it's like they, they put some work into it and it shows. Um, but you know, really, um, it's not too hard. <laughs> like the, no. the first time I played this guy here, I've fought him with, uh, the rock, the stone power again yeah but later i found which spoilers uh maybe my favorite of all the the powers is the yo-yo oh that that's one of his big favorites it has this like if you push down up and y yeah you do that shoot thing and you're invincible and it it, it's you spin up and down and like the hand you can catch it like as it's moving up and you're moving up with it it hits him repeatedly it's pretty cool now like we said not too bad when you beat him and then afterwards, you go into a minecart, which we totally forgot to mention yeah. the minecarts in this level because <laughs> they're not like any minecart you've ever had to deal with before in a video game. No, they're pretty cool. You just sit in them. And you get moving, man. And that's it. Like, it, there is, it requires nothing from you. It's just yeah. like an interstitial between areas yeah, parts every, of the level. Every one of these uh, four cave offensive levels ends with a minecart section. Now... Once you're done with that game, you may want to move on to the next game. And if you're going in order of the screen, next up would be the Gourmet Race. Yeah, this this is all right, I guess. This <laughs> is a mode. That's about as much as I'll say. Yeah, it's a very brief, uh, it's what, three races? Three, quote, stages or races, <laughs> yes. And you are racing against King Didi. Mm-hmm. And throughout the level is food, which is your points, Basically. Yeah, you want to get the most food. You want to eat more food than him, ideally. and In the shortest time. Yeah, it's like you're racing in time and food. Yes. And you have to be dashing for almost all of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, none of the Kirby copy abilities seem to be helpful at all. I barely even saw any. Most of the time, you know, there are, what, a few enemies, right? I think right? The, or... there's a flight in there somewhere, and that is handy. Oh, yeah, the wing. Oh, yeah, I the bet. wing. But yeah, the, otherwise, yeah. no. There's, there's nothing to help you. You just need to dash. And really, so much of it is not floating. 
Like, yep. it's learning yeah. how to run and jump without ever going into float mode. Yeah, because that will slow you down immediately. And, you know, like, the first one was pretty easy. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I, I, I think I beat it on the first try, but... I think I had to restart the third race once because I got stuck, like, in, like, I, you know, as you're running and jumping... If you float, you will float into a, a wall or an area, and then sure. you can get pushed f- far behind really quick. Yeah. Um, now, I, I went did the Grand Prix the first time, and I'm pretty sure I lost the third race, but won the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. where it was, like, through your points and food. So, which I was like, this, I didn't hate it, but I was like, I didn't really want to play it again. It's probably one of my, the weaker points of the I played through it a eight. second time to make sure. I was like... Was that the whole thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were like, I want to memorize these levels and really ace it, you could. But I'm like, eh, it's not. There's not, not a right. whole lot of reward for you. Yeah. It's like playing Sonic, but not. You're like, Sonic, if he was slow. And next up, we'll switch gears and uh, go back to a more of a full-featured little game here. And the next one is real interesting, and I think my son's favorite, and that would be Meta Knight's Revenge. This one is more of a, like, kind of reminds me of Ninja Gaiden. It's definitely an action. You know, it's timed. Yeah, and that's that, the big difference is you have a time limit on every level here. And because the story is is that Meta Knight's, like, coming to take over, destroy, or whatever the kingdom. And you figured this out, but, you know, there's, like, he's on his way. Yeah, he's in his giant, like, warship, the Halberd. Yes. It's flying through the sky. And then you, you get on it, but then you're kicked off of it over and over again. Yeah. Or you almost make it back. Well, it's uh, it's really funny the way they do it, like... It actually, it really does remind me of Ninja Gaiden because you have those little cut. It's not really cut scenes, but you get Meta Knight and his crew are like talking yeah. to each other as you're playing these levels. And they're like, oh, no, Kirby's here. Like, what do we do? And you just keep going and then they'll blow you off or then you got to, you know, do a little adventure on their island and come back up, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, and it's all like one big stream, though. It's not really broken up into levels, per se. Correct. And you're always moving forward. You're never exploring or anything. It's just like, go, 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 attack, attack, yeah. attack. Kirby action, man. Yeah. Uh, this In the first part, you do get to fight the heavy lobster boss mm-hmm. on the halberd. It's just a giant lobster. Nothing yeah. too crazy. It's pretty cool looking. Good good looking sprite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find Iron Man again. You you when you get knocked back down you do fight Wispy Woods again and then the Twin Woods yeah you know, double double wispy. team <laughs> but if you're going playing two players or have that helper it's not really any harder that's I would have trouble where I would just be like just pick one and I'll hit it too so we can concentrate but it would always seem to move away from I think it's trying to attack the one I didn't you know hmm. I I wondered about it strategically. Uh, and then you get to go to Big Rock Candy Mountain, or or Candy Mountain as it's simply called. Uh, in there, you get to fight two bonkers at the same time. Yeah. But then after that, you meet up with the Dyna Blade again. Yeah, you get you get blown off this thing by a cannon or something, and yeah. you're flying down, and they're like, "Haha!" But then, sure enough, Kirby comes back. The Dyna Blade picks you up and helps you fly on to defeat this. Uh, what, what's the name of the... You know what I mean? The bad guy team where it's got the mace guy, the trident guy. You keep seeing them, fighting them here a lot, you know, over and over. They're on the board. It's I really like their messages, that they they're, the things they say, because it's hilarious. Like, Kirby is like a force of nature. Th- you know, and they're just like, we are screwed, like, constantly. Like, do this. And they're like, I don't think it'll work. And they try, and then Kirby just does not stop. I do love the fact that they are just like, oh, Kirby's coming. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, I feel like how you would react to, like... You know, knowing that the Avengers were on their way or the Hulk or something where it's like, right. oh, we're screwed. Like, I'm just a tech worker here in, <laughs> in the middle of AIM. You know, I, I, I'm i not going to be able to stop them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, those are the Meta Knights. 
Oh, they're just called Meta Knights? Okay. They are, yeah. Fair enough. So you refight a bunch of bosses you've already fought. You've moved through a lot of areas you've fought before. And there then, are some pretty, like, windy levels, too, when you're up on the ship. But then the second chunk is all on the ship itself, on yeah. the Albert. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you're going to find a lot of these areas that are windy or harder to get through. Um, auto-scrolling areas, too. Yeah, there's an auto-scrolling area, which is kind of hard. And then one of the bosses I wanted to point out was the reactor. Yeah, the reactor core thing. Yeah. That, that one took me a minute to figure out, like... Uh-huh. Because they even give you a hint. They're like, uh, as long as the reflect laser doesn't hit it, you know? And you're like, okay. Um, it, it looks very much reminiscent of the cores in Bionic Commando. Mm-hmm. But instead, you know, there's I think there's a cannon on the bottom, and there's a big um, laser that comes down on an arm and aims at you. And you have to try to lure it into shooting at the reactor core. And if you can do that, this boss is... Very, very easy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not much. But one thing I like in the background, I didn't figure it out quite away at first, but it's like you have all those wheelies going mm-hmm. back and forth on, like, I'm guessing conveyors, or are they like a power system? Yeah, that's what I figured. I thought they were, like, powering the, the ship or something. It's a pretty cool uh, little detail, I thought. And then you will fight uh, those Meta Knights, as you said, and then Meta Knight himself. But what's awesome about that, I love this fight. The sword battle? Because he comes out, and he's like... I'm not just going to fight you, Kirby. We're going to fight equal, man <laughs> yeah. to man. Sword battles. Tosses you a sword. That is so badass. I'm sorry. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you have this sweet sword fight with uh, Meta Knight. And, unfortunately, he's pretty easy. Especially yeah. if you have a helper, you just beat the snot out of him. He like. turns into, like, a little tornado every once in a while. But, I mean, none of the things he does are that hard. And he only takes off one one hit yeah, every he, time he hits you. He doesn't so. do that much damage. Definitely not. But once you've defeated him... His mask cracks, and then he covers himself with his cloak so you can't see his face. Yeah. It shoots off. But the problem is, now the halberd is going down. Yeah, the ship is, uh, it's its falling out of the sky, so you gotta get out of there. And, and one of those wheelies that you had noticed before pops out to help you escape. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You get on him and you start riding for your escape, but... Meta Knight's back. and uh, Those big crazy wings of his. Yeah, he has sweet bat wings. And he's flying and he's throwing some things at you. So now you have an auto-scrolling sequence where you're trying to race off. There mm-hmm. are some pits he can push you down. But even with the wheelie, you can still fly if you just are quick enough. So, yeah, this whole final run here, it's not really a fight. It's more of a, you know, your escape. And you're not hitting him. You're just trying to dodge and then yeah. jump over any gaps or holes in the floor. But once you do, you pop out. The halberd falls into the ocean. And you're on your way home. Yeah, a pretty cool sunset where you see you're speeding along on your wheelie. And then you get like the, you know, it shows the different enemies and their power kind of scrolls by ending. Yes. But it has some really great, it reminds me of Sunset Rider. It's like Western themed music where it's like you're going off into the sunset after the deed is done. And I really, really got a kick out of it. And then before we get into the big meat of the final part of the game, we want to talk about the two mini games that are a part of this. Yeah, and I think these are available from the beginning, right? Correct. I, 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 I played them both I, a little. I would also put the race game in this category as well. Yeah, that's true. But you have a Megaton Punch. Yeah, which is like a triple timing game. I only played it once just to see what was up. Because, I mean, you, you don't get anything from No, but I played really. this for at least like 10 minutes because I wanted to get... Well, let's get into it. When you start, you are Kirby. And there's three mm-hmm. levels of, of hardness you can choose. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, each one is a different enemy that's bigger or stronger. And you, at the same time, are both trying to break a series of bricks. And you do that by three timing games. 
the first one is a simple bar that goes up and down. You want to hit it at the very top of the bar, mm-hmm. reminiscent of a golfing game. Yeah, or even the, the cannon yep. from earlier. Uh, the second one's a little weirder. It's got two uh, crosshairs that s- are swinging back and forth. And when they line up in the middle and they overlap, that's when you want to hit your button. And it's always in the middle, right? Always in the middle. Okay. And then the final one is just a one swinging ball with a circle in the middle that you want it to be in that circle when you hit your button. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Now, the biggest problem is that it's a race at the same time, but it's not. While if they do theirs first, the animations will happen, Mm -hmm. the points don't matter as who went first. The biggest problem is that if they do theirs first, they can screw up your timing. Right, right. Because you might be about to hit it, and it goes into the animation of them doing it. So be patient. I see. And the key factor is, is if you can get over 200 points, you will punch so hard, you will crack the world in half. Whoa, really? Yes. Wow, that's awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, yeah, I did not do that. Uh, well, I noticed that it showed a crack in the planet underneath you, and I was like, I wonder if you, you get it perfect. <laughs> and I got perfect on all three. Boom, awesome. The crack okay. goes all the way through. That's pretty cool. And then there, is this a two-player versus yes. optional? Okay. It is indeed. So you can have a little fun in, in that that mode as well. And so I did get this one. I beat it on the hard mode. Next up is uh, one I did not do so well at, and that is Samurai Kirby. Yeah, I played around with it a bit. Uh, I wanted to do good at it. It's uh, it's kind of tough because it's like well, you... it's much like the quick draw game in one of the, in one yeah, other Kirby we played. You're right. It is. It's almost exactly. But this time you're like a samurai, so you have a little. You you face off with someone, and then it's like. You're both standing there, and eventually the game will reveal like a was an exclamation point. Where yeah. It's like, boom. And then as soon as that happens, you need to hit your attack button. And you both will draw your swords. Whoever drew first will, of course, kill the other player murderously. <laughs> yeah, but no, you actually, can't go. I, I, you just, I don't know. How, I can't remember what it does that well, shows there's, them. There's different. There's like, sometimes it's a fan. I've seen a sword. I don't That's know if true, it's yeah. like the better your timing is. Maybe you get a and better And this one, there aren't different levels of uh, difficulty it's just that after each round, you get a more difficult opponent. Mm. And each opponent then takes less time to react to. Right. So, so it tells you in centiseconds how long yeah. you've waited to press the button. Does uh, and, and is there any like crazy reward for this one either? Or? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so because I didn't beat it. Uh, did, first, I... you have Waddle Doo, Then you have a Wheelie. Uh, then you have uh, Chef Kawasaki. King DDD. And then level five, which is apparently the last level and the one I could not beat, is Meta Knight himself. Okay. Uh, because you have to get down to eleven centiseconds. Gee, wow. And thirteen yeah. was the thirteen was the smallest I could get. I didn't get anywhere near that. I, I got to the chef, but I was just I just played it like once to putz around. So now I was like, I'm I want to become the samurai <laughs> master. And sadly I did not, but I do not think that once you've beaten it, it does anything too crazy. I do know that it will show you how far you got when you mouse over it, though, in the future. Mm. All right. Well, that um, large bout of thunder tells us we are coming up on the final level or final game to play. And it is not there until you've beaten or played through all of the other ones, I think. Yes, you have to unlock it. And it is Milky Way Wishes and Caviar Dreams. <laughs> this is a... Uh... This is one of my favorites because you don't you can no longer copy abilities from enemies. Correct. And it really is just called Milky Way Wishes. Sorry guys. Yeah, sorry. But uh yeah, it's a slight difference on the standard formula so far. And what's cool is you find abilities in those statues we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But you get them permanently. You have a little screen, your pause screen will show you which ones you've collected. And then on the fly, you can just switch back and forth between them. It's it's actually a cooler mechanic, I think. 
but also makes it much easier. Yeah, especially because now you effectively have an infinite supply of helpers because you can just keep switching, popping them out. And as soon as they start to die, like I abuse that a bit. But Right. I, I can totally see that. Story-wise, um, here in the Milky Way Wishes, the sun and moon are fighting. And they have for a while. They don't like it. And Well, I mean, they were a, a boss you fought once. Right, right. And I guess that they just, <laughs> that just got even more mad at each other. But and that, it's culminated now in this problem. So this little guy marks... Is he from another one? He, I don't know. But he comes out and he's like, you should stop them, Kirby. And you're, he's like, okay. So he's you, like, the proletariat will... <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's a like, different Marx. We need to control the means of production. The But no, so basically you got to go out and collect these, what, seven stars mm-hmm. from out in space. and From use, different planets. And you use those to um, get a wish, I think, is the... Yeah, you're, you're, you've got one wish if you get all of the stars together. So, yeah, and this one's kind of cool. Like, you start off with a little map where it'll show, it shows a star where the sun and moon are, like, battling out, beating each other up, kind of, and you can just cruise around to all these different planets. And even though when you beat a world, it gives you, like, the path to the next world, there's usually, you don't have to go, you can go back. No, I went in stupid order because I didn't know what I was doing, but. Yeah, you can even go in a stupid order like Nick if you wanted. Hey, although, one uh, heads up here, there is a little asteroid you can go to. Yes, the little question mark zone. I didn't. I didn't even notice it, but I saw it when I was watching a thing where you can go in and you can learn the copy ability, which is actually really awesome here because since you can't eat enemies, so if you want a power and an enemy has it but you can't get it from eating them, you can copy it now. So oh yeah, you know when you get the little scan the thing. Scan thing. Yeah, that that would be super handy. Because I didn't even get that ability. I didn't get all of them when I was playing through either. But oh well. Well, let's go through the worlds here. We have uh, first is Floria. This is a pretty cool level. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're just like in this forest, but it's like four seasons of it. Every time you go through a door, you it come changes. out in a different season, and some things about it are changed. Like, so this this level can be harder or easier for you on depending on how you go through it with the different seasons. Now I'm almost positive there's a very quick way to beat this, but there I is. did not do it. I just kept wandering where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not dying, so I just keep doing it until eventually you go to the right, you know, the, to get to the right door, it's like you have to jump through certain seasons because sometimes there'll be like a tree blocking the way, but in the fall, it's been cut down. So you can get over there and then use that door to blah, 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 and hop around. But it is a really cool mechanic. Yeah. Uh, the boss of this world is Twin Woods. They're back again. Yep. Just use those apples against them if you don't have any uh, special abilities, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah, and I think each level has at least two, if not three, special of your powers that you to, can find. To find, gotcha. Um, and then next up, we have the water planet, Aquarius. Yeah, this one, this was the first one I went to, actually. Okay. Um, it's, uh, as you might imagine, it's mostly underwater. But the most notable part for me is once you get to the underwater cave part where it's like the currents mm-hmm. section where it's like you have to choose. Yeah. You know, there are all these doors and it's like if you, you, you make a choice and then the current will sweep you over. And most of the times the door is just back to the beginning and you have to keep doing it until you yeah. figure out the right one. It was a little tricky, but not too bad. No, no. Uh, you fight Jukid in here and that is the uh, oh, little yeah. judo man. Yeah. You had to fight. With the big hands. With giant hands that float around him. This guy, he's like, he does some pretty good damage if he actually gets up to you, but usually it's... You might get hit once if if you're just careful about jumping over him. Not too not too tough. Not at all. You see uh, Fatty the whale in here. Thank God he's back, man. This was where I was like, I have I use a yo-yo on him too, man. Like, cause you can just keep spamming that invincible thing. <laughs> and then uh, the next planet we'll talk about is Sky High. You might find this hard to believe, but it's kind of a cloudy wind world. 
Yeah, I mean, you got Kurt Russell, and uh, I don't remember any of the other actors' names. Kevin McDonald's in there. I don't know. <laughs> okay, anyhow. Highly underrated film. Yeah, it's good stuff. But this level is actually one of the shorter ones. You only have one boss in here. That's Mr. Krakow. It does have that one, that what I call the triple door sequence, where there's like six or seven of them. Oh, like yeah, that you is keep tricky. Going between, like, I, I just kept going until a point where I finally had looped around, and I was like, oh, crap, okay. So time to start. Actually paying attention. Yeah, but once you do, it's not, not that tough. It only took like 10 minutes, maybe tops. Right. Now, the next uh, Planet Up, Hot Beat. It's got a little more going on. It is, of course, a lava planet. Hot Beat. Cool treats. You've got a couple bosses here. You've got Bugsy, and then you've got that Camellio arm. Yeah. The only the, the worst part about this level is where you have those like it's like lava floor and ceiling. And yeah. You gotta, Be very careful with your Flappy Bird esque. You know. I, I thought I was like I'm going to use my wing power to really sail through. No. No, it makes you move too much. <laughs> yeah. Way too much. Stay with the slow uh, floaty power. And then you can move on to Cavius. Yeah. Which is a. Uh, or Cavios, I don't know. It's a cave level. That's what I think right. they were, you know. But it's just, uh, this one's kind of like, it's a huge cavern. It's a little more in the, you know, great cave offensive feel where you can Definitely. move around a bit. But there's like, what, like five, six mini bosses in yeah, here? Yeah, like, there is a ton. You fight uh, the chef, Kawasaki, the Poppy Brothers, the senior, the big one, uh, yeah. Bonkers, a Bugsy, and then uh, Wham Bam Rock is back. Wham, yep. Wham Bam Rock, you know how to deal with this. It's not, it's not any harder, is it? They're all just the same, right? No, they're all just the same. And then uh, you can move on to the next planet, or Mechai. Yeah, this one's a mechanical planet, I guess. Yeah, uh, it, it's it like looks, a robo-planet. It really looks a lot like the uh, Halberd. Yes, well, I'm pretty sure it used a lot of the same tiles. Hey, well, maybe this in, inspired the Halberds. Uh, maybe it did. You know, but Now, this yeah. one also has a good deal of bosses in it, though. And the, the biggest boss of them all... It's heavy lobster again. Yes. Everyone loves that big old lobster. At least my children do for some reason. <laughs> hey, I, I think it looks cool. It's it's a neat. I don't know why it's a lobster. It's a weird, but whatever. Now, this is where if you have the paint ability, you can oh. make it go totally nuts. So. Man, I, I wish I would have tried that. Because you get that from eating his thing or... Either that or because you've gotten it earlier. Since you have them permanently in this mode, you could have gotten it before. Oh, okay. I did not get the paint power, so... Gotcha. I don't don't know. Then the next planet we'll go to isn't a planet at all, but a moon. Only half of a moon, though. Half moon, yeah. Half moon. This is a weird level. It very much is. Because you're, like, in space. You Mm -hmm. can ride warp stars sometimes, which I don't know why you wouldn't. Maybe there's secret stuff you can get if you fly through on your own. Yeah. But and then sometimes you'll be out where it's like stardust, and then there are minecarts up there that you can ride. Pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, and it's a little confusing because of that as well. I thought. Yeah, but I mean, I, if you just stick with the minecarts, they. I mean, I know there's stuff to find, but if you don't care, which I mean, it's not that I didn't care, but I, I went on the wrong, the path to get to the end of the level pretty quick, mm-hmm. and it, it's very easy. And then in here, you're gonna fight the the chef again, Iron Man, but now the harder version. Of the computer virus. Yeah, you're starting with the witch now, and then an evil knight, and then a dragon. Yeah, definitely much harder uh, enemies. And if there was any doubt before, this is very clearly Dragon Quest enemies. The evil knight looks just like the knight, and yeah. I think the dragon's pretty similar. It's posing, you know. Mm-hmm. This is an area where, this is where I was like, I have to use the guard. If I hadn't been, <laughs> I died at this guy a lot, and it sucked. 
until then I was like, oh yeah, just block when he's attacking and now you barely take any damage at all, you fool. Yeah, indeed. You are a fool. A fool that can move on to the comet. So then once you have beaten the computer virus or all of those planets, then the comet comes. And that's what's going to grant you your wishes. Which is a really cool, weird-looking comet. So weird. <laughs> it's got, like, all this weird technical, like, astrolabes or, I don't know, stuff hanging off of it. Right. But right before you can ask for your special wish, that little jerk, <laughs> Marks, rolls in and steals your wish. Yeah, and he's like, I wish I could control Popstar, which is your planet, I'm guessing? Yeah, okay. he just wants to be the ruler. He's... He's evil, apparently, and wanted to be in charge. It's actually a pretty funny little scene where he's like in space and his eyes are real big. And he's like, I can't believe it worked. I got all my wishes to come true. He's like, I told him to do this and he did. He's dumb. And like, I, I was laughing a bit. It was it was pretty funny. And then you move to the Galactic Nova. Yeah, this is uh, an interesting level because it's quite a departure here. You're, uh, you're riding a little star jet thing? Well, it kind of is because it's also like the end of... Many other Kirby games yeah. where it is now a side-scrolling shooter. Yeah, and so you're cruising, you know, you're going pretty fast. There's no power-ups, but you do have a, you know, you shoot forward, and then you have these two little, mm-hmm. you know, angular shots now, that come off. The sprite of you on your little star craft is pretty cute and awesome. Yeah, and I like I, it. It, it, especially since it's super tiny, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, well, the boss of this area, the, the Galactic Nova Nucleus, is a really cool boss fight. Yeah. For a side-scrolling shooter. It really is, where you are, it's like, what are there, eight of these like kind of pillars that are rotating around. You can see them in the background. I feel like you're in the core of the Death Star or something. It it definitely feels like you're inside something, a a giant mechanical thing. Yeah, and and each each pillar that comes by usually has a weapon in a weak spot, and you can Mm -hmm. blow them all up, they'll change directions. and It's it's a cool mechanic that I can't believe was never used in any other... Uh, side scroller it's yeah it's pretty ingenious i agree but it's really sadly not too hard no no it's not and you destroy all of the pillars and then you fly out of the nova nucleus and head back to your planet where you must fight marks himself that's right take old groucho down well he wouldn't want to be (laughs) the ruler of any planet that would have him as its ruler (laughs) yeah Tis true. Yeah, so this Mark's sprite is pretty weird, but cool. He has these, <laughs> very weird. He has these big bat wings, but they have these neat, like, I don't even know how, like... Ball uh, things yeah, going they, on. They look almost like a, a lens flare, kind of, but yeah. they're different colors. Like, uh-huh. uh, it, it's really weird, but neat. Well, he is really weird, because he looks half menacing, half, like, goofy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll he'll teleport around. He has uh, that attack where he'll come in the side and shoot, like, a million arrows at you. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is where that yo-yo thing you talked about comes in real handy. Yeah, man, because you're invincible. And, And, you know, he does a lot of attacks where he'll come and hover around the top of the screen and then move down. Yeah. So if you initiate that at the right time, you go up while he's coming down. It's a damage bonanza. I like the... uh... His like thorn seed attacks, where you, oh, you'll yeah. see that little like it looks like a star kind of, and it'll land in the ground, and then this big barbed thorn grows out, vine thing grows up and out of it, and it's, it's pretty neat. And then uh, at the end of this fight, you will have damaged him, and he will fly up and into the nova, colliding with it. Yeah, knocking off some of its like weird mechanicalness. Yeah, and then uh, Kirby just flies back to his homeland, and you get. Honestly, some of my favorite credits of all time. There's some really good music there. Beautiful music. And then you have a full credits list of all the designers and workers and everything. But most importantly, 
at the heading for each of the job titles, Kirby is now in a copyability for whatever that job is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That and is... I thought that was such an awesome little touch. <laughs> so let me ask you this in the ending. There's the scene where it just shows Kirby in bed. So are you... Was this all a dream? You know, that, I, I had that same question for my son. He or is it like, oh, I had a rough day and now I'm. I'm going to go with bed. that one. That's because I don't want it to be a dream. No, uh, and, but I will say that my favorite sunset in the game is when it has the credit for producer. Mm-hmm. It is Kirby at a desk in front of a big office window. Oh yeah, that is a beautiful sunset. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I was just like, I, I really was not expecting those those wonderful little touches there right at the end, and it's they pretty brilliant, man. warmed my heart for sure. And then at the very end, you know, all the credits have gone by, and a mysterious text that says, "There's more." Yes, and you now have unlocked a whole new game. Like, there were nine, and they didn't even tell you, and it's the arena. Yeah. It's just a boss fight simulator, pretty much, right? Yes. And actually, I think if you beat that arena, you can unlock an even harder arena. Oh, really? Where the bosses are harder. Well, I know that eventually, it, it will eventually allow you to unlock the music and sound test. I saw that on a playthrough I was watching. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Indeed, it is. All right, is now the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories, each category with a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 4.0 for graphics and sound. Me too. I really have only the minorest of gripes. And uh, I mean, let's go start with the, the positives. It is just superb to look at. Like everything looks great. It's crystal clear. Yeah, and in fact, my only gripe is that there's just sometimes too much happening at once. Yeah. And the edges of things are not defined enough. You know, there's not a black outline or anything. Mm. So things can get lost amongst themselves real easily. But I mean, that's just an embarrassment of riches. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I've got too many good graphics on the screen. And so it becomes a little confusing. Yeah. It's, it's really a great problem to have. I mean, you know, the sprites aren't super detailed, but they all look awesome. Like they're faithful to the theme, you know. Yeah. Like, they look like what Kirby stuff looks like. Yeah. And, you know, there's a couple of different ways games went once they hit a Super Nintendo that had existing looks already. Right. And a lot of times, you know, I found they would go for a more hyper-realistic look that didn't really go with the direction I wanted. Not, it would not suit Kirby in any way. Nobody wants that. No, and they just really, you know, really defined more of what makes each you know thing unique, and that really shows. Uh, on top of that, you know, we've said it before, the music in this game is amazing. Yeah, and there's so much of it. This is a game where, when I was playing it, I, um, you know, Abby kept, like, she's like, what game are you playing? What is that music? And I'm like, it's still Kirby. Like, it's all Kirby. Like, yeah, I, I think I have a soundtrack a Kirby soundtrack floating around this house. And I'm wondering just what amount of it comes from this game alone. There's, there's a lot there. I can totally see that. Next up is play control, Nick. I also gave it a 4.0. Okay, I went 3.5. Um, I think that there are just so many moves and I could do almost all of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that's from playing a lot of Smash Brothers with my son, <laughs> but I did not have that like, um, you know, first time learning curve that I feel like a lot of games have right. where you really got to put some time into like getting down the different movesets. Whereas I could just look at the list and be ready to go. Yeah. For the most part, it's uh, in, you know, them giving you the, you know, in-game power description, move descriptions is a, is a big help. 
Yeah. Now, sometimes I accidentally threw people. That's like my number one yeah. biggest mistake is like the accidental throw, of course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, otherwise, the things that were negative are just inherent negatives to the Kirby franchise. It's nothing, something yeah. I can really see them changing at this point. It's that weird floatiness sometimes to his jump and yeah. and the timing it takes to go from a jump to a fall and, and having that down. I, I do kind of wish like, you know, in a few levels... You barely ever use the X button. That right. could have been the R and then an extra button to like have a quick and strong attack with all your power. You know what I mean? Like that would be more directly moving into Smash Brothers control territory, right. you know? So it's like it can be a little frustrating when you just have the one button, but I didn't really have too much problem. With right. It. No, I agree. I think that if you did have those extra buttons, you would definitely get to see and use a wider part of that move set, but again, since you have a, you know, you're making helpers and stuff, you're, you know, I don't know. They, much like all the other Kirby games, they cram a lot into the, these buttons, so you can't complain about that. Next up is Challenge Factor. What did you give this game for Challenge Factor? I gave it a 2.0. Really? I, I went even lower than you. Okay. I think this may be my lowest score yet at a 1.5. It might, man. Maybe it should. I, I never really... There were only a few places where I was like, oh, man, this is tough. Yeah. Um, but they were always because I was doing something stupid. It was mainly wrong. because I was, you know, again, doing something stupid or me and I was playing with a second player and we were not trying to do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, sometimes the helpers get in your way too. That's one, you know, thing that can cause some problems. But, like, there you, was a, a moment I, I kind of forgot to talk about. One of the places where, like, I almost ran out of time for once actually in the oh, yeah. meta night where I was trying to do the sequence of hit the button, the door raises, go in there, hit the button, get out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you could attack the buttons from far away. Like, I thought yeah. you had to... So, man, I spent a lot of time mastering this worthless thing, and then I was watching the preview, and I'm like, man, joke's on me, man. I'm a fool. Yeah, and most of all, you just get so many free lives. Uh, the games mm-hmm. are over real short. Yep. It's it's a breeze. It's or, a... Yeah, or even in, like, uh, you know, Meta Knight's Revenge. You know, I, I died a lot, but every time you continue, you start almost exactly where you stopped. Like, you can just keep going as long as, long as you've got the, the time. The time and the will. That brings us to our final category, theme and fun. I give this a 4.0, but I, I think I'm going to go up to 4.5. Good, because I also, I gave it a 4.5. I was really, I mean, I had a good time. I, I think the... Yeah, I just said this game is simply a blast. There's so much. It, uh, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of levels and content. Yeah, I mean, my biggest complaints about it are more nitpicks than anything else. Right, uh, right. I wish that the game was a little more connected, you know? Yeah. Instead of 8 and 1, I kind of wish it was one giant, you know, Mario World style right, game. Right, right. Map and the whole thing and items and you know, go crazy with it. But I can understand why they went the direction they did. I think the, you know, the the gourmet race and the mini mini games, the the true mini mm-hmm. games are a little take it or leave it. I They're more I'm going to say right, but two player centric. Those are the kind of thing that they're fun if you're competing with a human. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, take it or leave it. But they're so small, I'm like I don't feel like I'm like man, they really wasted game space. They could have put another level somewhere like I I'm fine with it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say beyond the fact that the people that make Kirby know fun. They know how to theme. They know how to make levels unique and different. I mean, as I said in the first part, this was made by a Nintendo Dream Team. Yeah, and I mean, especially when you think about this at the tail end of the Super Nintendo's life, they know this machine well and how to use it. So they just knocked it out of the park. Yes, they did. 
And finally then, should you play this game, Nick? I think so. I agree. I mean, it is an awesome leap forward for Kirby. This is really a full evolution in his movesets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think fans of Kirby or Smash Brothers would see a lot to enjoy here. And that's my my follow-up. And it's not on my notes, but since you brought it up, I was going to say, if you are a big fan of Smash Brothers, come here and see really many of the origin points of that game. Sure, sure. And, you know, maybe... I feel like, why hasn't Smash Brothers made any little levels to run through? You know? I don't know. You could do it. You have so many characters. They did. Ah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm old, so. It's, it's in two of them. Oh, wow. Well, I've only played the Subspace first Subspace Emissary, two, baby. First two, I think. I swear it was in the second one. It probably was. I didn't play it a whole lot. Like. No, it really, uh, you know, you all know our general age, and uh, <laughs> that first Smash Brothers was the one that I think Nick played the most, and certainly I did until I had a, a child of my own. Right, right. But yeah, this game is uh, just a really fun thing to play. I mean, hands down, if you've got a SNES Mini, this should be one you've gone through. And it is definitely one you can play with a, a kid or a significant other that's just not as into these games. It's quick, <laughs> yeah. easy, and a, and a breeze. Yep. Next week's game will be a special two-for-one Game Boy podcast. A lot of Game Boy games are smaller than your average. Sure, yeah. So we're going to stack them up, and we're going with the theme of pinball. What? And sticking with one of our favorite publishers, HAL Laboratories, because we're not done with Kirby yet. (laughs) We're going to be playing Revenge of the Gator and Kirby's Pinball Land. Now, hey, I know what a lot of you are thinking, and what? A pinball game? But both of these are beyond the standard pinball experience so that's yeah that's what i hear i'm right there with you guys where i'm like pinball what i've been trying to get nick to play these (laughs) games for like a year so you know find a copy of these games any way you can grab your controller your game boy just play this game (laughs) or either of them and remember folks if there's anything you want to chat with us about or pinball um suggestions you have for video games uh, let us know at cartridge command at gmail.com and we'll talk to you about it in the future or if any of you are going to the uh, Penberg tournament at the Replay Effects Convention in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, maybe I'll see you there at the end of July. And of course, we'd love to hear from you and uh, find out if you're going to the Replay Effects Convention on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Or let me know on Twitter at Cart Command. You know, we like hearing from you in either venue. You can also uh, subscribe to the show with any podcasting device you use. Even uh, that new Google podcast service. Yeah, yeah. We were approved and we're on there. So oh, nice. Rock and roll. Moving. Leave us a review. Tell your friends that you like the show moderately or more than moderately. <laughs> because it's uh, when you share with others that we usually get more people listening. It's which true. We super appreciate. Yeah. And of awesome. course, it is those beautiful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command that make this show possible. It is their financial support that lets us meet up in the very storm-battered this week Cartridge Command Center and make this show for you guys. So thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! kids not know how to sneak around like i was like my goal in life was to sneak around as a child like i didn't want any adult to know where i was what i was doing at all